Welcome back to the Rock Your Retirement Show. I'm your host, Kathy Klein, and today is the fourth episode with Kathy Gottberg as the co-host. This next topic is another one that I have trouble with. If you've listened to the show for a while, you probably know that I'm still working and I can afford to retire. But I love my job, which is also my business, so I keep working. In fact, this show started as a way for me to learn what I needed to know in order to retire. I didn't need to know the money aspects because I have that taken care of, but it was everything else that bothered me. So that's how the Rocky Retirement Show was born. Today, we're going to talk about a new trend, the unretirement. We'll discuss an article on the subject in a moment, but Kathy has a great post on her blog called, Is Purpose the Magic Elixir for a Long, Happy, and Healthy Life? I'll post a link to it in the show notes so you can take a look at it. It fits right in with our topic today. But before I introduce our co-host, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Medicare Quick. However, again, we're not going to be talking about the step-by-step guide, although you can always go to my website and get that. We're going to be talking about some other free resources that I have. I've created several short videos that go over the important things that you need to know when you're thinking about Medicare plans. Just go to medicarequick.com class and you can watch for free you don't even have to put in your email address a 15-minute video on the differences between original Medicare Medicare Advantage and Medicare supplement when you're done watching that 15-minute video you can also watch any of the other free classes by signing up you just enter your email address and you'll be granted access absolutely free of charge and I created these videos myself So let me know what you think of them. Okay, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Today's guest host is Kathy Gottberg. She came on the show in 2018, and her episode on right-sizing was actually the most popular episode of the year. Kathy has a very popular blog also called Smart Living 365, and I'll post a link to it in the show notes. As I said before, we're going to be talking today about the unretirement. Kathy found this great article that we'll also link to. And as a supplement, don't forget to read her post called Is Purpose the Magic Elixir for a Long, Happy, and Healthy Life. So, Kathy, thank you so much for coming on again. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed every single time. And by the way, I have watched all your videos on Medicare. Quick and highly recommend them. Well, so thank you. I'll send you the check uh, next week. <laughs> no, 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 no. As you know, my husband has is one of your clients. So thank you. I'm so I'm looking forward to it. So <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, so what did you think about this? Um, you know, this article that you came up with. This was pretty pretty good, actually. The unretirement. Well, um, just as a disclaimer, I am not yet retired. I call myself semi-retired. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. One of them, what they talk about, there is another option. They say it is, there's another way of looking at it. They say partial, oh, partial retirement. Right, working part-time. Uh, I like semi-retirement. Uh, <laughs> 
because I, like you, love what I do. I could afford not to work. I could just literally stop right now, but that's not the point. The point is I love what I do. I love writing. And so I keep writing and, and it, I think it keeps my brain very sharp. It teaches me new skills. It's like learning a new language, learning to do the technology. I don't just hire somebody to do the technology for my blog. I figure it out myself. Now, maybe it shows that I figured it out I myself. So. But I, you know, it, it's very important to me. And I find, you know, sometimes it, sometimes it's uncomfortable. I mean, learning all this new technology, it's, it can be challenging. Um, and I won't profess to believe that I'm any kind of an expert, but I make it work for me. And I, I can't imagine giving that up. Well, um, let's go off topic. Okay. <laughs> let's go off topic for a second. So okay. um, one of the things that keeps your brain sharp is neuroplasticity. Definitely. Probably heard of that. Yes. And neuroplasticity, for, for listeners who don't know, it's basically creating new synapses in the brain. And they've, they've done studies on people with brain damage, and if they can get these new synapses to grow, it actually, you can actually grow a new part of, not really a new part of the brain, but a new area where the thing that got damaged actually will move to a different part of your brain. Oh, yeah. And so you do that by learning something difficult but not impossible. So, for example, a lot of people think that doing crossword puzzles do this, but they don't <laughs> because that's something that you already know how to do. Mm -hmm. So neuroplasticity, like it would be like what Kathy is doing, learning to create the, you know, learning the technology to create her website. That would be something that is difficult, but not impossible to learn. Another thing would be learning a new language, Definitely. difficult, but not impossible. Learning to play the piano, but things like crossword puzzles from the research that I've done don't count unless you've never done a crossword puzzle before. You already know how to do a crossword puzzle and you're just, you know, coming up with the, the words that probably isn't what we're talking about. So anyway, side note, sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's very, very true. So um, I, I think the whole idea, when I, when I read the article about unretirement, what it brought up for me is I think the whole way we look at retirement and work um, could use a revision because what happens is so many people, at least people I know, have been working at jobs that they don't like. And they, even the article said something like in the, in the one research, one of the research it, um, that it, it linked to said that most people think that their job is unpleasant or over 50% believe their job is unpleasant or hazardous. Now, no wonder people want to retire and get away from that. <laughs> But instead, if you work to try to find a job that you did like, that you felt rewarded in, that you, you, know, you were productive and creative and do, did something that, that excited both your mind and your heart, then you don't necessarily need to get away from it. And I, to me, that's a real, real key. So instead of working for 40 years, hoping to eventually someday retire so you can go sit on an island somewhere... How about all that 40 years, you kind of work your way towards finding a work with purpose and meaning and happiness and contentment, like we talked about in our last episode. Why not find contentment? And then you don't have to escape from it. You can work 
a few hours. A lot of people were saying they're only working part-time. They, they prefer autonomy over um, a high salary. High salaries, like, like you said, in your position and in my position, the salary isn't nearly as important as the ability to create something meaningful. Right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, we're actually in in a position that not everybody has, though. I mean, some people are working because they must financially. I mean, when I was a financial advisor, I can't tell you how many people that I spoke to that, you know, I was a financial advisor to the middle income and, and lower income. I wasn't a financial advisor to the stars or to the ultra wealthy. And so many people retired and they had 35,000 to their name, 50,000 to their name. And, you know, if you're making 50,000 a year, that means you have one in one year's worth of income, which isn't really that helpful. That's why so many people are trying to live off social security, Mm -hmm. you know, when, when it was never really designed. And although this isn't a money show, your, your basic needs have to be met first. You know, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. Um, you or I, you, the two of us are in a, we're in a position to where we can say, oh, I work because I want to work. Mm-hmm. You know, but I do, I do know people that they, I, I know both sides, people that worked all their lives, they retired and they said, no looking back, you know, and they were usually not in jobs they loved. And then there were people who maybe built a business or built something, built a blog, built, you know, they built something up themselves or they were in a high authority type position and they have trouble. They have a lot of trouble retiring. And I think the nurse in this story, she was a nurse, right? Yes, one of them, one of the examples was a nurse, yes she was a nurse educator and a critical care nurse and she had trouble. And this is really one of the reasons why I created this show. It was like, I was thinking, well, when I retire, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And So this unretirement, I'm hearing more and more about it, but I have to tell you the younger generation does not like the fact that baby boomers are continuing to work. A lot of the younger generation thinks that we are taking something from them. So I, I'm, we, we didn't really talk about this before the, before the show, mm-hmm. but do you think that you're taking something away from a younger blogger? <laughs> <laughs> no, not the blogging because there's lots of younger bloggers out there and they're doing it. I can see some occupations. Maybe there's a little bit more competition in them. And, and I know younger workers are struggling to find both the jobs and the pay that they want to um, to live and exist but you know I, it's really all part of a bigger issue in 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 my opinion um i i read a book and i wrote a blog post about uh, the book is called the longevity economy uh-huh. i don't know if you've heard of it it's a, a, a wonderful book by a man named joseph conklin i hope i pronounced it We'll have to link. We'll have to link to that book in the show notes. Um, Yeah. Anyway, the 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 message that I got in there is that retirement, as we know it, is relatively in the span of 
of human life, a very, very tiny little blip. It's only been within the certain amount of, you know, not even a hundred years probably that retirement was a possibility. Up until then, when you retired, you were, you had to because you just literally could not work. Now, uh, uh, somewhere along the line, it became obvious that it's like, okay, let's move the older people out and let's give them a little something to look forward to. So we'll call it retirement and we'll give them a golden watch and, you know, a little money and maybe they just go away. And social security kind of came along to help ease that. Well, uh, let's face it, we live much, much longer than people did when it first came in. I mean, I did, I certainly did. And sure, I've been paying paying for it too ever since I started working at 16. I've been paying for Social Security. So it's not like a gift to me. Um, but also the mindset that when you get older, you should just go to a retirement village and park yourself and just play golf all day is like an outdated mode for our, our generation and your generation and the generations to come. With as many people that are getting older and our, our whole society is aging, Maybe it's time to start thinking of ourselves as still productive with something great to offer the world and, and that we have, we have so much to offer. And that idea says, well, okay, you don't want to go back to the grind. Say you had a job that you really disliked and it was hard on you physically because some jobs are obviously way more challenging physically than other jobs. But if you could do anything and make a little money on the side, why wouldn't you keep on doing some of that sometime? It's not that you wanna go back to working 40 or 50 or 60 hours a week, but what about 10 or 20, even if it's a volunteer job or it's a love, you know, a love job. I, my writing is, is something I'd love to do. It's a love job for me. So maybe it's time to revision, revision all of that about getting older, about um, retirement, about longevity, all, all those things. There's lots, we're at the edge of so much change. Uh, I think it deserves to be looked at and reconsidered. Well, I think one of the problems with retiring is that a lot of people, they, they, just, they do just focus on the money mm -hmm. and they don't focus on their purpose in life. And I think, and that's one of the six pillars of retirement lifestyle that we've discussed in the past, but you need a purpose. You need a reason to keep going. And there's been studies that even people with dementia, that if you, let's say you have a family member living with you and that family member has dementia, even giving them a simple task like setting the table is going to make them feel more part of the family, more like they're doing something and unhappier overall. So it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm going to create a water program for the, you know, for everybody in Africa. It okay. can be just a simple purpose that can help your retirement lifestyle be better. And it doesn't have to be paid, although getting paid is, is a nice little perk. You know, you yes, can, yes. yeah. Well, to the article, it said less than, with all the surveys they've done, less than half of the people actually went back to work for the money. That was not the primary. Now, sure, like you said, a lot of people still have to work and they need the extra income, but that's not really the driving factor. And that, you know, when you, when you take on an occupation or an avocation and you're not doing it just for the money, it's so much more rewarding. It really like, is. 
you know, if all we're doing is I hear so many people say, oh, you know, I, I really hate this job, but I got to because I, you know, I'm because of the money. And it's like, oh, really? Are you selling your life for a few dollars? And, and, you know, or people taking long commutes, they say one of the worst things about job satisfaction is a long commute. Oh. I don't know how many people I talk, especially here in Southern California, maybe it's the same now where you are, but they'll drive for hours because they want a really nice house. And it's like, you never see your family. You never get to enjoy them. How about, content? let's go back to last week's episode, um, contentment. How about being content with the things that you do have? So it's all, it's all so tied together. Well, you know, if you are on a long commute, you can always listen to the Rocky Retirement Show during oh, your drive. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a, you know, actually listening to good podcasts with positive messages like yours um, really is another path to feeling happy and content in your life, and also coming up with some really good information that can be useful for people. So, oh, I'm a podcast junkie. You know, the I listen. I don't listen to the radio anymore. I, I listen to podcasts. I love the way that you can fast. You know, you can, uh, there's a podcast that I listen to and the, the person speaks really slowly and he's from the South and I am now too. So pretty soon I'm going to have (laughs) to speak slowly, but I love the fact that I can speed it up. I listen to him at, at one and a half to two times speed. Oh, you can. Yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. And then if somebody's talking too fast, I'll slow it down to, you know, 1.75. The only thing is, is that if I'm speeding people up and then I meet them in person, they're going to sound really slow. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But I do. Uh I speed podcasts up all the time because I have so many podcasts that I want to listen to. And some of these podcasts put out twice a week or daily content. I can't keep up. So I, I speed it up. (laughs) Very true. Very true. Well, there's another job we are not taking from anybody. You can, anybody can start a podcast. Anybody can start a blog. And I've always felt the right people will find you. The people that will benefit from what you have to say and the way you say it will find you in, in all that noise that's out there. Um, so there's always something you can do if you want to contribute. Now, obviously, making a lot of money from those podcasts or those blogs, <laughs> that's a whole other topic um, that we could spend hours talking about. But um, the idea is to keep yourself engaged, I think. And, to, and if you need the money, there are ways. There's always side hacks that if you want to make a little money, if you need to make a little money, you can. But again, getting back to the idea of unretirement, my, my husband is a commercial real estate broker. I think I told you that before. Mm-hmm. And he's been working with the same client for almost 30 years now. And his client is 96 years old. Wow. And he has been investing and developing in real estate in Southern California now for all, well, for longer than Tom was working with him. Um, but he loves it. And, you know, he's definitely slowing down. He's 96. His wife is 95. They're slowing down and it's, they're not quite as engaged as they used to be. But honestly, if he stops doing it, he won't be around because that is his life. He loves what he does. That's his purpose. He never once thought of retirement. He never thought that that was necessary. Um, I did think the article pointed out, they said most unretired people who retired and that went back, the majority of them are men. That a lot of men have more of a challenge with retirement 
um, and finding that purpose that we talked about um, than women do. I think women realize that it's an opportunity for us to grow in a lot of different ways. Um, some of them are, um, you know, social, some of them are spiritual, some of them are psychological. We have other ways of um, expressing ourselves. Men tend to express themselves through work. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Well, there are more and more women though that are having that struggle. Mm -hmm. And I think some of it has to do with, we touched on it last week, but we didn't really go into it. And that is the socialization. So in today's world, we're recording this in June of 2019. In today's world, there's real socialization where you're meeting somebody face to face. And there's what I call fake socialization where you're communicating on social media, namely Facebook. And so you might have a thousand friends on Facebook, but in reality, you don't know any of them. But it makes you feel like you're being social, but you're really not. In past times, and what I feel is changing our lives, including women, is that there were women's clubs, mm -hmm. people were involved in their church, and less and less people attend church these days. Um, less and less people affiliate themselves with a religion. A lot of people say I'm spiritual. Um, in the blue zones, one of the things that they all had in common was that they were actively engaged in their social life, actively engaged in their religion. These were two things that were, it was the active engagement, not the, I consider myself affiliation. It was, they actually were out socializing. And I think that one of the reasons why there are more women that are unhappy with retirement is there are more women who haven't had children. Okay. I, I am not the only woman my age that has not had children. You know, I'm not the only woman my age that I know of that hasn't had children. And um, that's a big one because we don't have the grandkids, you know, and, and all of that. And there are more women like me that started their own business and our business is kind of like our baby. And so when you have a job that's your baby, that's much more difficult to leave something that you have built up and created. So what do you think about that? Oh, I completely agree. I'm also child free. I have no children that um, I'm expecting to take care of me when I get older. <laughs> um, and I also, like you said, there's a lot of socialization that comes with the family. I do have close family that live, um, live close to me, but it's different. It is different when, but you know, so much of socialization is what you make of it. Um, I find as a self-employed person and a child-free person, I have to go out and make connections. They're not automatic. We're so many um, kind of rely on their job. If they went to work, they tend to make friends at work. They, you know, associate with, you know, work clubs and work things like that. And it's like, like you, I've never had that. So I've had to work at creating relationships and it's not always easy. You know, sometimes it's a little challenging. So going to a job where there's ready-made, you know, people. And, and also, I mean, I think that's one advantage that mothers do have is they have ready-made um, connections through school and all through kinds their of kids. Now that can be good and bad, but they do have ready-made um, socialization um, avenues that, that we don't have, but it's still so very important. So if going and getting a part-time job, say, say, so, I mean, you see some people at like um, 
Starbucks or older people that, you know, may or may not need the money, but they're very friendly and say, again, maybe they're only working four hours twice a week. Um, you know, four hours each day, twice a week. And it's like, who couldn't do that unless you ha couldn't be on your feet? There's got to be jobs that you can, you can do. And in the article they referred to them, I think, they referred to like the nurse where she took a job where she was able to um, communicate with people by phone, contacting and, and keeping them. So she wasn't having to, you know, trudge around and do all the hard labor. Um, and I think most, I think that was another uh, statistic in the article where they talked about, um, the jobs that the unretired took tend to be far less labor intensive. You know, they didn't have to, construction wasn't a big one. Food service wasn't a big one because you're on your feet. Right. Um, so you pick jobs that allow you to sit maybe a little bit more, although hopefully not too much. Um, and, you know, things that engage you, but with, that aren't straining you. You're not, you know, you're not physically being strained. And I think that's important. Um, and the article didn't talk, but, you know, we've talked about this on my show and that is volunteer work. If you, you know, just really don't want to have a, a job job, there are so many worthy organizations that need volunteers. I can, I kind of consider this podcast as volunteer work. You know, I haven't monetized it, although I do have, you know, my husband said, why are you doing all this work and you're not even talking about Medicare Quick? So a while back, I started doing a commercial <laughs> for Medicare, but I have been approached to monetize the show. Um, but honestly, I don't want the restrictions that advertising would put on me, you know, there, there could, they, maybe they don't like the topic and they tell me that I can't do it. So I do consider this kind of a, kind of a volunteer activity that, that I pay for. <laughs> well, yeah, it's your donation. It's your gift. Um, and society what I do on my blog is the same way because I'm constantly being approached by advertisers and I'm just like, I don't want to have to try to um, please an advertiser. Right now I have complete editorial freedom and I like that a lot. Isn't that great to be able to just create what you want to create and not have to worry about the money? Oh, definitely. Yes, that's a, that is a gift. But you know, I've also seen other people take volunteer work and because they were good at it and they loved it, they started, you know, the people, the, the organization basically offered to pay them. Um, so it can lead into a part-time job. If I have a friend that did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, she started volunteering at a museum and now she works there. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes when you start doing, especially if you're doing something you love, it's like, oh, they want to give me some money. Why wouldn't I do that? And, and you're shining. The best part of you is coming forward instead of, oh God, I got to go to work now. Right. It's like, no, you're excited and you're happy and they're happy to have you. So it's a win-win for everybody. Exactly. Um, yes. I, you know, I, I think it's the, the nature of retirement is changing and I think we need to be opening our minds to different ways to expressing ourselves as we get older. Not just, like I said, not just parking yourselves away in a retirement village and thinking, okay, so what am I going to do um, to just, you know, just to amuse myself or entertain myself for what, 20 years? 
Um, I'm all for golfing. I'd love to play golf. I'd love to do a lot of, I love to do fun things, but 24 um, seven, I also want to have purpose and meaning in my life. And I think a lot of people do too. So maybe unretirement is the answer or partial retirement or how, however you want to call that. Um, I think it's an avenue that's good for all of us. That's a great point. Absolutely. We're coming up on the end of the episode. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention before we say goodbye? I think I'd like, I'd like, he said, um, retirement is fluid. I thought that was very good. Um, and that was pretty much, he said, earning money while welcome really proved the primary incentive for unretirement. So I think that's important to remember too. Let's not just do what we do for money. Let's find contentment and, and purpose and meaning and, uh, and make the most of the time we have left. That's right. There's something freeing about doing something for passion and not, not worrying about the money. So yes. very so, good point. So hopefully I hope you keep your passion up and your excitement about your um, podcast because you're providing a wonderful service for all of us and it's fun too. So thank you. I am considering changing up how the show is created. So listener, you're hearing it first. Um, what I want to do is make the show more engaging. So right now, whether I'm interviewing somebody or whether I'm having a guest like, like you, Kathy, it's basically 20, 25 minutes of us talking. And what I want to do is have different segments. So I want to have, and this is off, we didn't talk about this listener before, before just now. So this is on the top of my head. So I'd like to have little five-minute segments that break up the episode so that maybe I can make it a little bit longer than 20 minutes and people don't get bored. Um, so I want to have like a segment on health. I'd like to have a segment on maybe all of the six pillars of retirement lifestyle, but I don't know what types of people would do like a five-minute episode, you know, five-minute segment on your purpose five minute segment on, I, I don't know, your relationships. You know, these are what I'm looking to do. The little five minute segments that can break up the episode. And then maybe something fun, like somebody will always tell a joke, you know, in the middle of the episode, or maybe it'll be a quiz, you know, like, like trivia or something. I really haven't pulled this together. So listeners, if you have ideas that, that might, you know, make it, make it more like a radio show, you know, where they have different segments. Now, what um, about, what about the call-in? I know uh, one of the previous episodes we kind of talked about um, doing a call-in where people were able to actually ask us questions or participate in the conversation. I would love a call-in. So uh -huh. maybe Kathy, maybe you and I can work on that and we can put together a, a call-in. I do have a phone number that I got specifically for that call-in. And I also have a website that is specifically for the call-in. But I think when I was testing it, there was some problem with it, Kathy. Did you and I test that? Um, I know you talked about it, but I don't. I never participated in the test. Okay. Oh, well, I'll, what about like a email where um, somebody emails a question? We and could do that too. We could do, do that too. Yeah. But I, I think it would be so much more fun if we heard somebody's voice. That's true. That's an idea. 
Yeah. So I tell you what, you heard it first here, listeners. Kathy and I will work on uh, putting together a call-in, you know, or something on the website where you click and talk. And um, we'll see how that works. I think that would be an excellent segment. Thank you again for bringing that up, Kathy. No, I think it would be fun. Okay, great. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. And for the listener, we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Oh, wait, I wanted to thank you again for listening to the Rocky Retirement Show. If you're a new listener, a good place to start is episode 116. This explains the six pillars of retirement lifestyle and our general philosophy. Episodes 1 through 236 can be thought of as an encyclopedia. These are topics that may or may not be interesting to you. You can listen to the ones that you're interested in and forget the rest until the issue becomes an issue for you. And that's okay. I actually don't recommend starting with episode one and working through until the most recent. That's actually not how the show was designed. Of course, if you want to do that so you can see how the show changed over time, you're welcome to. Now, starting in August... Actually, August 31st of 2020, we changed the format of the show. The monthly episodes starting with 237 follow a real retiree from her pre-announcement through her first year of retirement. There might be bonus episodes, but we're committed to monthly. If you've enjoyed any of our past shows or the show that you've just listened to and you want to support us, you can do so in any of the four ways. One, share this episode with a friend or family member who needs to hear it. This is the most important way that people find us. Since our audience is typically older, we grow by having our listeners share our episodes with others. Two, subscribe to or follow the show using whatever podcast catcher you're listening on right now. Now, if you're listening on your computer, you can listen on your smartphone by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, iHeartRadio, Spotify. I mean, I believe on all of them. If you can't find us on the podcast catcher that you'd like to use, send us a note on the website at rockyourretirement.com and we'll make sure that we get on your favorite podcast app. But basically, what you do is you download the app, and then you search for the show, and when you find it, you'll hit subscribe. Make sure it's the Rock Your Retirement Show, and that you hear my voice when you listen. Um, actually, there were some episodes where Henry Shapiro was a guest. Uh, we, we actually downloaded some of his episodes. So if you hear him, it's probably still the, the same show. There were maybe 34 or 35 episodes back in the beginning that we hosted on our show uh, when he decided to leave podcasting. Number three, how you can support us is by leaving a review. 
whatever podcast app you're listening to normally has the option of leaving a review, either a written review saying how great the show is, or just with stars. Five stars is typically the best. And of course, we're shooting for those five-star reviews. And if you tell us why you like the show, what you liked about it, it's actually easier for other people to understand what the show's about. A lot of people, when they find our show, they think it's about money. And of course, by now, you know that it's not. Number four, if you'd like to support us financially, of course, we're always appreciative of that. Just go to rockyourretirement.com slash support, and it will take you to our page where you can support us financially. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Rock Your Retirement. Bye.